in the Tibetan plateau, your oxygen saturation is all buggered because you're very high up. It's ethereal. And all around you are the 8,000ers, the Shishapangama, the Everest, the Choyu, the Makalu, all of them are on this. Right. And there are times when you, you're riding and suddenly you feel disconnected and you look down and you see yourself riding a motorcycle. Like a radio broadcast advises safety at all times, discourages underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how... This is Tango Charlie, Green T515, coming. Good morning, Tango Charlie, this is Green T515, I'm ready to roll. See you in five at the DND Bay, over and out. the sound of untimely winter rain it is the sound of our show on 78 rpm with that delicate asmr sound of static from the vinyls of the times gone by hello and welcome to episode 78 on the biker radio broadcast a podcast on motorcycling in and around india celebrating our heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community one legend at a time i'm shandy and our guest is someone who grew up amongst the comforting sounds of his dad's record player back in the 1970s also unabashedly living with its fallouts our guest is afflicted with a medical condition called the Tourette syndrome which can cause one to make unusual movements or sounds called takes with little or no control over them common takes are throat clearing and blinking and may include one to repeat words spin or even on occasion blurt out profanities inadvertently we're proud of our guest also because he has learned to accept his condition and does not even offer a caveat. We have intentionally beeped out only one expletive so that this episode will also serve as an opportunity to raise awareness of the Tourette Syndrome. That said, time now to rev it up and welcome our guest on the long way home. He's a son, a brother, a doting uncle, a traveler, a travel writer, an author, an auto-journalist, a photographer, a scuba diver, a trekker, a biker, a telecom engineer, a chef, a foodie, an explorer, a world war history buff, and an animal lover. Please welcome to the 78th milestone of the long way home, Rishad Sam Mehta. Rishad Mehta, welcome to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Thank you. And welcome to the long way home. Okay. Sam Mehta. Sam Mehta, yeah. Where does the Sam come from? My dad's name. Oh. It means peace. Does it? Yes. So how much of a bawa are you? Oh, full. Full on. Though I'm only half, my mom's non-parsi. Oh. But yeah. I always say half Hindu, half Parsi, full crack. <laughs> full mad. <laughs> thank God for that. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, so for full that. Baba. I mean, I love my eggs, yeah. sex. I love my music. Yeah. I love my motorcycle. I love my old, old stuff. I love my old cameras. I love everything. Okay. So, what would dad do? My dad was an engineer, as am I. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me about it. Where, where, where did he. 
Uh, so you're from Bombay, right? I'm from Bombay. Okay. And fucking first, he, first, first, he used to he used to work in uh, in some mines in Maharashtra because he was civil engineer. And that time okay. he had a BSA. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, but I was <laughs> before he was married. Before I was born, and uh, and then then uh, then he used to work with Voltas. Okay. Then a company called Nat Steel. Yeah. Uh, he used to work uh, with uh, I don't know if you know Daraz Batana. Farad Batana, Nawaz Batana. So Farad Batana is their father. Right. Farad Batana, the rally champion. Nawaz Batana, rally champion. They're their children. Yeah. They're friends of mine. Okay. But anyway, so that's how, and uh, yeah, and then he started his own concern, which made uh, water purifiers and industrial water purification and liquid purification uh, solutions. Right. That's what that's what he did. Okay. Actually. Talking about my dad, the first, my first memory of uh, two wheelers, yeah, <laughs> is uh, is riding up front on his Vespa scooter. Had to be, uh, for riding up front on his Vespa scooter, and uh, and uh, you know standing on that uh, and being told, "Do not step on the brake." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and in, in fact, you know, every parent maintains a baby book. So in that one of my one of the entries in that is that uh, loves loves speed, loves riding on his dad's scooter when yeah. I was about three or four years old. Okay, so it's it's coming from there. Yeah. Hi, this is Sachin Chavan, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and this is the Long Way Home. In 2019, I wrote to the Everest Base Camp uh, with Royal Enfield. Absolutely. I mean, not the Nepal side. Nepal is the South Base Camp. I wrote to the Northern Base Camp, which is in Tibet. So that was a great ride, and a great bunch of people. And one of them was Clifton Shipway. Right, so he and his father, the Australians, but uh, he and his father run a orphanage in and a, and a agricultural mission in Banbasa. Right. So that's where that's where I, and he always told me, come over, come over, come over. So I went this time, and it's fascinating the way that guys got the lay of the land here. I mean, yeah. we went into jungles, elephants, tigers, leopards, on motorcycle, crossing rivers, riding up, riding up, up rivers, surprising crocodiles. I mean, it was fascinating. I've been to ah, fuck so many national parks in India. I've been to so many of them, but I mean, all I mean, even though I've I've seen tigers, we didn't see a tiger here. But even though I've seen tigers over there mm. crossing the road and all that, that experience somehow feels becomes a little sterile compared to this experience. Wow. Even though we did not see a tiger crossing our path, but mm. the very over there, you know, you're in a jeep, you're amongst other people, and the tiger just puts on a show, and you're very happy. <laughs> Here, you're actually a part of the wild. You know, yeah. you're a part of the bloody wild, yeah. and you're riding on motorcycles, and there's a chance that we saw paw prints. You know, we saw wow. bug marks. Really? Yeah, yeah, right there. So it's. There's a crocodile sitting over there on the bank, you're crossing the stream, and he has jumped into the stream. So you know he's in there, right. and you got to cross on your motorcycle. But yeah. but uh, but then Clifton says, "Don't worry, I know this chap. He's yeah. he's harmless." You know, stuff like that. 
Yeah, I know because I was stalking you guys. That's how you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are. I'm you stalking you since the EBC. Really? Yeah. So what? What's your handle? I'm called Biker Radio Broadcast. But I don't see. Are you following me? We fly under the radar. Oh God! Fuck! Fuck! Really? Hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and this is the Long Way Home. Listen, connect, and ride on. Hi, this is Clifton Shipway, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast. If you're new to the show, you'll find an auditorium full of our episodes at bikerradiobroadcast.com, featuring luminaries who make up this amazing array of personalities and who have one thing in common: motorcycles. This show, however, is not so much about the motorcycles, but about the people who ride them. It is their stories that excite us. The show is a pretty long one, but the good news is that you can pause it whenever you like. Yes, you could call it a pause cast. But we would like to take this opportunity to thank you for choosing us, despite such spectacular options vying for your time. Later in the show, we'll also take a break and head out with a couple who are on their first ride out of Lucknow and discovering their me time, their comfort, their discomfort, bewilderment with the rains as they make their way through Rajasthan in the middle of a biting cold wave. Well, if you want to share your ride story, just send us a voice note at eight nine two zero two seven double six seven five on WhatsApp or on our social media handles, which is at Bike Radio Broadcast, and we'll put your experience on air. But time now once again to return to our guest, travel and auto journalist Rishad Sammetha, shooting the breeze with me, Shandy, on the long way home. Where are you headed? Uh, so I was supposed to come to uh, Delhi on the fourteenth of December, mm. but then uh, there was a because I I I'm uh, I write I write I mean I work in the auto travel journalism space. Right. So I was called for this uh, every year. BMW has a dinner where they get all the senior journalists and editors together. So right. I, so I was called for that as as I'm, I am every year. Mm. And uh, it was on the 29th of November. Mm. So I was coming to Delhi and uh, Jyotsna, you met, is a very good friend of mine. Mm. So so I said, I'll spend a few days here. Mm. And I thought that maybe let me go and meet Clifton because I'm not doing anything in Bombay. There's no point in going back. Mm. So I I asked Tata for a car. They gave me a Harrier. Mm. And I drove to Banbasa. I spent a few days there. Mm. And the reason I was going to come to Delhi on the 14th Excuse me. It was for, for, for yeah. Uh, so we we me, uh, my sister, her husband, and my little niece Thea, okay. who's seven years old, yeah. who's six years old. We are going to drive to Sangla because she wants wow. to see snow. Oh, so wow. that was my reason. So I've so I've hung around in Delhi and uh, I'll I'll uh, start off on Sunday or Monday and we'll go there to Sangla. Oh, awesome! And yeah, and then I'll spend some time over there. And so I drove in. I drove in. <coughs> I, when I have nothing, when I have a spare time, which I usually have because I'm a freelancer. Yeah. I rather drive than fly. Right. So I drove here in an Audi A4. Right. And uh, I'll take that back to Bombay. 
Wow. And it's a beautiful drive. I love it. You know, it's a great drive going through Madhya Pradesh in the winter. The tea, the samosas, the pawa in Indore. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, in, uh, in and then I just love it. And anyway, stop, that's what you write about. Yeah, okay. stop, have a cup of chai. Beautiful. This is Parakram and you're listening to Piker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hello everyone. Here you are on the long way home with Varad Morey. Tell me about your work, which is very interesting. Where did it start? <clears throat> My work, right. Let's let's rewind as much as we can. Okay. Go back to school. Where was school? School was Bombay. Okay. Uh, it was uh, a Christchurch school. Okay. And uh, while I was in school, fuck, in, in, in fact, while I was in school, I mean, I always thought that I'll be an, I'll, I'll grow up to be an engineer because, you know, that's what, at that time in the 80s, that's what guys do. They become engineers or doctors and, uh, you know, so what that kind of an the, engineer was that? Yeah. <laughs> no, so I eventually I grew up to become a telecommunications and uh, ah, electronics engineer. Okay. But when I was in school, I would write in English yeah. and all that. But my English teacher always told me there was a, a lady. Uh, she was a lady called uh, Miss Ashtamkar. Then she became Mrs. Peters, Mrs. Dina Peters. Mm. She would always tell me that uh, that you have a way with words, right. and you have a you have a very vivid imagination. Wow. I mean, I remember once I was, there were some fuck missionaries that come up over, it was a, it was a Protestant school. Mm. So there were missionaries coming over yeah. always to spread the word of God, yeah. you know. And uh, and they told me that uh, they, they held an English competition that just write what you did on your last vacation. And it doesn't have, you can, you can imagine stuff also. So one guy asked that, where did you go for your last week? I didn't go anywhere, he said. I, I was I was at home only. What should I write? He said, "No, nah, so what should I write?" He said, "Make it up." Mm. Right? So that gave me full license. Mm. So I made up a full story about going skiing somewhere and then villains coming and shooting them down on the on the skis with guns <laughs> and all full full James Bond because that time octopusy or or uh, or for your eyes only or something like okay. that had come up come out. So it was yeah. full vivid. And then so when the when they the results came out. They called me up to the stage, and I was, I was quite apprehensive. I said that maybe I've pushed it too far, and yeah. <laughs> but they said that this this guy, I mean, has written a pot boiler. He's got such a great imagination, right. and that's when my this was my third standard. Wow! And that's when my teachers later on kept on telling me that do something in English, do something mm. in writing. So that, but discredited that, and uh, I uh, started. Uh, started studied engineering and I started working as an engineer. Okay. One day, when I was uh, working as an engineer, I was I was fed up. I mean, I was absolutely fed up at the job. I was doing a boring state job, and I was eating a sandwich or vada pao, Bombay the vada vada pao. Yeah. So the wrapper, I removed the wrapper. And I threw it away, and something caught my eye. That there's on a, the wrapper. It was, yeah, it was the you know that this be newspaper called 
Times Ascent. I Times Ascent. Times yeah. Ascent, yeah. yeah. Times Ascent. Ascent. It was a paper of that. And I opened it and it was an ad, a recruiting ad for a new automobile magazine starting off and they wanted people to apply. Yeah. They wanted pe people with journalism degrees yeah. and five years experiences. I had neither. Which you had neither. Yeah, neither. <laughs> neither. I applied, <laughs> applied anyway because uh, I said, what have I got to lose? And I got called for an interview right. to come with your writing examples. Now, the only example I had was, this, this was 1998. Okay. And you know, the uh, the WWW yeah. was very nascent. Okay. I mean, you could make, you could make simple websites uh -huh. uh, just by copying the coding in a, in notepad yeah. and then changing the tags to point to the pictures you want. You okay. Know? You know, you could put a picture on a server and yeah. there was something called Angel Fire was a free place you used to get. Ah. So so I made a website of a trek I'd done in to Dodital in 1997. Oh, wow. So I made a website and I wrote, wrote stuff and put pictures and stuff. And somehow they liked that my sense of design and my way with words. Mm. And then I went, we went there and started talking about cars. Mm. So Ashraf Sheikh mm. and Adil Darukhanawala yeah. were taking my interview. The magazine was oh Overdrive. God. They were starting off Overdrive. <laughs> And they hired me more for my enthusiasm than my experience. With Adil, I can understand. Adil, yeah, yeah. Ho, 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 ho. Like Santa <laughs> Claus. Young man. Young, young man. Hello, Where, young man. Yeah. Where's my ice cream? Where's my ice cream, yeah. Young man. I mean, what the bloody hell? The fact of the matter is, what's 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 new? Anyway, so, so yeah, 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 he hired me. <laughs> and uh, then, then, and then I was there, I was doing copywriting and stuff like that, not oh, really okay. driving or testing. I started doing that mm. and then the first, my first, uh, my first assignment was to drive, was to go to Delhi, okay. uh, but, uh, but without any money. Okay. So I stood at Vadala in Bombay. Okay. I asked the truck driver, will you drop me to Delhi? He said, yeah. okay. He, fuck, he, That's I, it. Yeah, three days in a truck to going to Delhi. Oh, yeah. That was my first experience. That was my, that was my first assignment. Wow. I came back, wrote a story about it. Kept getting dropped, kept getting dropped because there was more important bike and car. There were no ATMs at that time. No right? ATMs, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> just few little money. And yeah. no, no Google Maps, nothing. Yeah. Kept getting dropped. Then they lost four ads. The overdrive lost four ads. Okay. So they... And mine had been designed and kept. How so, do you lose ads? The ads didn't come through. How come? Because, I mean, I don't know what happened. Maybe the marketing screwed up or whatever. Okay. But, so they had four extra pages in the magazine which, oh. they, had, which they had paginated. Okay. This was the last minute. My story was all done and ready. Yeah. So Adil said that, okay, let's just... Let's roll. Let's, let's use it as a filler. Mm. And that story got such a lot of popularity, such mm. a lot of popularity. What was the story? It was my Babu Jara Dilli Le Jayenge. <laughs> that was my story on the truck drive. So, and that, that really got a lot of um, bouquets and right. no brick bats. Right. So yeah, I started writing tra travel stories every, every month. And wow. uh, I used to do this page called Shaken and Stirred uh -huh. at the back of the magazine. All right. And uh, yeah, then, then I met then I met Horma Sorabji. Yes. And he told me that, would you like to come and work for me? So I said, I, I want to travel. and I'm not doing enough of it mm. at Overdrive. So he says, suppose I tell you that every month you can take a car and drive to wherever you want and get wow. paid for it. Wow. I said, okay. Yeah. And there was a Maruti deal called Driving Destinations. So mm. for eight, Maruti and then Toyota, for eight years I did that oh. driving. And Horma also told me that I can give you the freedom, uh, freedom to freelance. Achha. So, as long as you don't write for a competitor magazine. Right. I said, all right, that is very good. 
and so I started writing for Jet Wings and Indian Express and Times of India and that's and then I started getting called abroad. So from 2004, in fact, I also drove from 2000 in 2004 with Hormuz from Guwahati to Singapore. That was my first international <laughs> trip. Then I wow. went to Australia. That road was road was just and, open, yeah. Okay. And then first international trip I did to Australia. I did a driving holiday. Came back, wrote about it. The minute the story came out, New Zealand tourism called me. Then French tourism called me. In South Africa, awesome. so it just the role just started. And I in those in those ten years from two thousand five to two thousand fifteen, I think I saw the world. Hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and you're listening to the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, and ride on. Hi, this is Harshman Rai, and you're on the long way home. So, Rishad Mehta, the author. Mm. Where does that start? Uh, that starts. That starts basically started when I started writing my travel stories. Okay. Yeah. Then I had this whole. Uh, so when I used to go work for Autocar and do all this driving destination, all that. That used to be just how to how to get there, what to do over there, <coughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. My. But I used to also meet people, eat food, go to wonderful places, see the ruins, follow the history of the place. Right. So I had a lot of content which didn't make it into auto car. So that the soul car you were storing. Yeah, yeah. So that the a lot of content that didn't make it into auto car, but I could use all that content for my freelance work. So right. my first book called Hotty Across India is all those stories about the places I visited, the things I've done, places I've seen, my biking ride, my my solo bike ride from Bombay to Kashmir and back through Ladakh. All that, so. So these are short stories. Yeah, short stories. Okay. But they are, but the whole fact is, I mean, I had some flack also from people mm. thinking that this is a book on tea. But mm. whereas I've clearly mentioned <laughs> it's not a book on tea. The real reason is called hot tea across India. Yeah. Is because tea is such an important factor. Yeah. In uh, in uh, traveling in India. Absolutely. Chalo chai ho jaye, garam chai. You stop for. I mean, you won't won't find electricity. You won't find. It's uh, as ubiquitous uh, as the road. Yeah, exactly. There's always a little jhopra and someone making chai. Right. You know? What do you need? Some fire. Yeah. Uh, sugar. Yeah. Tea, patti, and milk and water. Water can come from anywhere. Right. So that was your first book. Yeah. And then, then the second one was called Fast Cars and Fidgety Feet. Fast, fast cars, cars and fidgety feet. Fast cars. Oh, fast. Fast cars, cars and fidgety. fidgety feet. Okay. So that okay. that that, that was makes my, sense. Yeah, that was my book about uh, about my trips abroad and the people I've met, the food I've eaten. Yeah. <laughs> No, all these little different cars I've driven abroad yeah. and stuff like that all about right. about all these different trips. Okay, how old were you when you were doing the first book? Quite old, yes. First book was two thousand ten, so I was thirty nine. Okay, and the But second one? Second one was five years later. Okay, and the third one, third one is called the long drive home. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's about it's about my road trip from Munich to Bombay. Oh, really? Yeah. When did you do that? In 2015. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite crazy. Uh, again, it was through auto car. Mm. We drove two Q7s from Munich in Germany across <sighs> across the Czech Republic, Poland, Belarus, Russia, Mongolia, oh, China, uh, Burma, uh, India. Okay, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So the third book was uh, the long drive home. The long drive home. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and this is the long way home. You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. If at the age, uh, in third standard already, you were already into creative writing, mm. were you also reading? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Right? A Obviously. Lot, a lot. In fact, just What now, were you reading? In fact, uh, right right now everything i could get my hands on because okay. school library i used to remember what was your library like in school can you, do you remember your from everything from enid blyton to charles lamb and shakespeare and plato so everything everything was there so i would, whatever i would just consume books my library was open, open. i would go and get uh, whatever i wanted so what were you reading uh, in the early years Enid Blyton. Okay. A lot of Enid Blyton. All right. I mean, the way her, especially the five find-outters and right. the humor and that Amelia Jane, the adventures yeah. of the faraway chair, the magic chair and the far never. Oh, I just <laughs> love all that. Yeah, that's vivid, wild imagination. It was the Harry Potter of our times. Right. The Hardy like, Boys. Hardy Boys, Bobsy Twins, Nancy yes. do not so much. Then, uh, then uh, as I grew up, I started reading other stuff. I would mm. read war stories and all that. I remember in my eighth standard... I uh, cover to cover. I read read the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich mm. by William Schreier, mm. and that was a. I mean, that really got me a morbid fascination for the Second World War. Right. I became very interested in it. Okay. In fact, then I started reading a lot about the Second World War, looking up and and I would and then as I grew older, mm. my travel. I mean. Being in India, the Second World War seemed very far away. But right. when I went to Europe, I, I, it was all I saw that how vivid the memory still is. So one of my favorite, I mean, favorite hobbies or favorite things to do when I went to a country for an assignment after I finished my work was to look up these old war sites or where battles happen mm. and I would go there. So one of the things I've done is... Uh, is do you remember a movie called The Great Escape? Yeah, Steve McQueen, yeah. the motorcycle bit yes. at the end. So I went to the tunnel, the where the in Poland where right. they where the tunnel actually exists. Right. I drove, I drove from. In, I remember we were in a place called Mlada Boleslav, which is fifty kilometers from Prague, okay. home of Skoda. And they gave they gave me a car. They said you can drive it around Prague if you want for the afternoon. I said I said fuck that. I mean who's going to drive around Prague? Yeah, boring shit. Mm. So I looked this up this uh, tunnel. I found it not too far, 200 kilometers. Mm. And autobahns run that. Mm. So I drove there, mm. went to a tunnel, visited, came back the same day. Mm. It was, I had to go through uh, from the Czech Republic, from, from the Czech Republic into Germany, into Poland, and mm. then back again. It was like going, it was like going to Borovili, Kandivli, no. <laughs> Dombivili. <laughs> on the yeah. autobahn. Yeah, on the, like, yeah. like that it was like, no, yeah. that, that uh, Santa Cruz Borivili Kandivli, oh. that way, <laughs> you know. So it was. I mean, because European countries are so bloody, uh, so small here. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then reading wise, in fact, today I was just telling Jotsna that Wilbur Smith, Wilbur Smith recently yeah. died, right? Oh, really? Yeah, he died. Okay. Out, out two or three weeks back. Oh. 
that I was reading wow. is when the lion feeds again. Okay. And I realized that how much of his writing has influenced mine. You know, the turn of prose and the the way of uh, slipping in subtle humor, even in a serious situation. My writing is all that. So I've just realized that. Thank so God. How, yeah. How much it must have influenced because I I read all his books, The Cry Wolf and River God, my absolute favorites. And you know, and somehow I, I I it's such a good feeling. That those authors actually live on. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. They absolutely do. Hi, I'm Rohit, better known as Toll Free Traveler, and you're listening to me on the Biker Radio broadcast. Hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and this is the Long Way Home. Listen, connect, and ride on. When does motorcycling kick into your life? Yeah, it kicked in. It kicked in in nineteen ninety. Oh, that early. Yeah, in nineteen ninety, when I was, when I was, I was sixteen, uh, seventeen. No, no, not sixteen, seventy-one. No, so when I was nineteen years old. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen ninety, and it kicked in style <laughs> with a Rajdoot Yamaha three fifty. Yeah, but ah, you're a bawa, so bawa, yeah. <laughs> so Rajdoot Yamaha three fifty, the the one It's that par was, for the course. That that the one that was called Yamraj, Raj Yams affectionately, and Yamraj in fear. You know that the RD three fifty was such yeah. a beautiful bike, but it was a killer machine. Right. And I loved. Actually, them. it should have been called the Yamdut. Yamdut. It was yeah, it's a Yamraj or Yamdut. So that way, and uh, I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem also on it. Uh huh. It's there in my first book. Okay. My book called Hot Tea Across India. So it's a lovely poem. And Hot Tea Across uh, India. Hot Tea. That's my first book. I got right. three books out. Hot tea across India. I've written that poem, and <laughs> even before I wrote that poem, it was published in uh, Overdrive on the rear page. Okay. And still, when I meet people in IBW or when I meet them at uh, at uh, Rider Mania, people mm. still tell me that we read that poem of yours in Aha. school in the third standard, and that is what made us want to go motorcycling. Oh wow! And that is what made us wonder that uh, what is this uh, Rajdoot Yamaha. But that bike, I mean, even if you ah, oh, you heard that bike, yeah. I mean, I can still get goosebumps when I hear when I hear the bike revving. Yeah, I still get goosebumps. Yeah. It is fascinating. Absolutely. That motorcycle was wild. I mean, I think that is the motorcycle that made my instincts razor sharp. They, I mean, made my hearing acute, my yeah. vision very quick, my hand-eye coordination because that bike had no brakes. There was only deflect or die. Mm. You know, no. Either you deflect the obstacle or you die. Yeah. There's nothing like breaking, no. Especially when you're in the realm of one twenty, one forty. You know, the drum brakes were at hundred. They were chapka, <laughs> but uh, beyond that, it yep. was all gone. Gone, yeah. On that uh, guardian angel. How did he get that bike? How? How did I bought it second hand? My father bought it for me second hand. Ah, uh, daddy. Daddy, daddy bought it, but. Uh, I mean, my dad had a very bad accident on the scooter. Oh, and then my mom had convinced him that that none of our kids will ride. Okay, but he knew what it meant. So, I mean, I know what a big task it must have been for him to give me the bike because mm. when I ride and uh, I ride and all that, and uh, I realize how dangerous motorcycles sometimes they can be. Yeah, I mean, I always my little niece. I always said that there's no way that she should ride a motorcycle. Well, even though she's not my kid, but I'm very, I'm very close to her. I'm very fond of her. Yeah. 
but I always am petrified that one day she will start riding a motorcycle and so dangerous. Right. So I can see where my parents were coming from, especially right. after my dad had a very bad accident where he broke his jaw, both his hands, both his legs. Oh, you know, on a on a west on a scooter, he just he went into a bus, oh, bus stop suddenly. So. Can you imagine? But uh, fortunately, I had many falls, but luckily, just friction burns and no major touch wood, no major crashes. Right. So, hi, this is Rishad Mehta, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, and ride on. So the bike kicks in with the Yamdoot. Bike, yeah, the bike kicks into the Yamdoot. Then I sold that bike. I had no bike for many, many years. Then when I worked with Overdrive, I was working in Pune, and my house was in Bombay. Mm. So I had a flat in Pune. I still have to, but uh, but there were times I would want to come to Bombay for weekends on that. Mm. So I thought I have to buy a long distance motorcycle. And that time the bikes were RX hundred, Hero, and uh, mm. oh, all these. So I thought I need to buy a nice big motorcycle, mm. and so the only option was the Dug 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 three fifty. Yeah. So I bought the three fifty in nineteen ninety eight, the old cast iron matches motor. Oh wow! Which I still have. Oh wow! Yeah. So I bought that. Is it still legal to uh, ride it in Mumbai? In Bombay, yes. Yeah. I mean, my green tax and all is paid, mm. so Bombay is fine. Mm. But not in Delhi. Oh. I couldn't ride it in Delhi. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, so I still have it, yes. And then I bought that motorcycle, and uh, and then then the then since I bought the motorcycle, I started thinking of long distance motorcycling. Mm. I would see these guy guys. What happened to the three fifty? Which the Rajdur? Oh. oh, I sold that in ninety two. Okay. Because I, I was afraid it would kill me. That's why. Oh really? Yeah. And then my my. Uh, my I sister, don't know how is how it is for you, but when I. Saw the six fifty, the launch of the six fifty. Yeah, it reminded you it, of the three fifty. It just reminded me of the three fifty, so, so, man. So I have the six fifty. Is that why you yeah. bought the six fifty? Exactly. Oh, it's, that's the reason why I bought the six fifty. Yeah. It reminds me so much of the three fifty. Yeah. The minute I rode it, the not the interceptor, the Continental GT. Yeah. The minute I rode it, I thought I have to own this bike. Oh my so, god! It's so like I've, my cousin Vinny, man. Yeah, I've got the bike. I've got the bike. Yeah, I've got it. That that was a lovely movie, my cousin Vini. Wasn't she? Yeah, Marissa Tomai. Absolutely. Hi, this is Richard Mehta, and this is the Long Way Home. Yeah. So what? So yeah. So when I got my uh, my Enfield, and I said I'm gonna start doing long distance motorcycling and stuff like that. So I I started I the first my first uh, ah, my first ride was in 1999. I took the bike, Purana train, rode to Bollywood uh, Delhi, rode to Kausani and Kumao and all that. Went out riding. I remember one morning I was coming back from the Kumao, mm. and from uh, Bob Rupani had given me you know Bob Rupani. Bob Rupani is the old time traveler. When I was in school, I would say one day I want to do stuff like him, and I started doing it. I just met him at this editor's dinner, and he told me that I'm so proud of you, and and you're really doing the stuff that wow. I used to do in the 80s, and uh, 
and i used to think in school that one day i want to do stuff like this and i wow. got to, i was fortunate to get to do it anyway digressing so he gave me hand drawn maps and he also told me that come down this road from nainital to kaladungri take this back road don't oh, go yeah. by the main road oh yes yeah so it was 4 o'clock in the morning i started off i was riding down came to the base descended yeah took a corner magnificent male map a magnificent tigress oh. sitting across the road really beautiful rich winter coat Oh, sitting wow. across the road just sitting there are you and talking about kaladungri to tanda baspur yeah, that that that, that road and it was full of leaves no one had driven on that road oh this man this leper is which sitting. year was this this was 1999 ah okay oh, okay yeah she was sitting there mm. and expelled uh, across the road mm. somehow i didn't feel any fear right. i just i stopped a respectful distance away mm. and uh, bob had told me that the tigers and the wildlife will not get perturbed by your, by you because your bikes beat reminds me of water pumps running in the fields duk 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 so i was only worried about my bike stalling so i put the bike i put the bike on a main stand turn the air screw a bit so the the beats went up yeah. so the, the idling went up a bit yeah. so it wouldn't stall I was waiting there. It was sitting there, looking at me, yawning away. Right. So I took a cigarette. I had a smoke. Mm. Sat there, finished my cigarette. Then walked, stood up, came towards me of two, three steps, mm. and then it walked off in the jungle. I put my bike off the stands and rode off. Wow! Beautiful experience. Not a, not a, not a fraction of fear I felt. Not one bit of fear. It was beautiful. It was just like she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing, and we were there, and you're not even bothered, not even bothered, not perturbed. You must have had a probably had a big meal or something like that. Mm. That was my first biking trip. Mm. Then uh, coming back to Delhi, I there was so much hassle on putting the bike on the train while I was coming to Bombay. Okay. I said to hell with it. I cancelled my ticket. Right. I started off. I rode back to Bombay <laughs> over three days. <laughs> I rode back. It was pouring. It was. Uh, I think I had some rain too in Gujarat and Rajasthan, okay. but the bike served well. It took me three days. First day I said I beam. Second day, Ahmedabad. I did beam to Ahmedabad in a day. That was quite creditable. Mm. Wow, that's long distance. Mm. I did that in one day. Beam to Ahmedabad. Or did I? Yeah, I did it in one day. Beam to Ahmedabad. Quite a long distance. Mm. Because it was past Udaipur and everything. So I did that. Then. And then I'm about to Bombay in mm. the day. Mm. But that was my trip. It was good. Then I thought that because I have the because I have the Royal Enfield, I've got to do the Ladakh. Everyone, everyone right. cuts, everyone cuts their teeth on the Ladakh trip. Right. So I have to do that. So I went. I I did a Bombay Ladakh drive on your own, on my own. And uh, in fact, also uh, when I was in Pune, Sachin Chawan. Yeah. Road shakers. Yes, that yes. he started in Pune, and yes. then he told me that uh, go and meet Daman, and we okay. started this thing called uh, Indie Thumpers in, ah. in Bombay. But I very briefly I was there. Okay, but uh, we used to all ride together. Histasp, Daman, me. Then there was a girl called Nicolita. Okay, yeah, all this is two thousand three, two thousand four. Wow, yeah, all that. Then somehow, because I started traveling abroad a lot, I mean, there would be the odd hardly I'd ride in in New Zealand or I'd ride yeah. the bike here, ride the bike there. Somehow I just because I was traveling so much, mm. I was traveling traveling so much, so much, so much. 
abroad and driving cars and that my bikes just started my blue bikes just started rotting away mm. and it just started you know it just started uh, like i would neglect it once in maybe 6 or 1 that cars and mechanic to get it done then again i would neglect it so it was just rotting away mm. then in uh, 2017 mm. i had uh, a bad knock on my head while walking so okay. anyway, i had a hemorrhage so i had to be operated and all that okay and uh, my bike my my doctor told me that that motorcycling you can't have no, you can't afford another bike knock on your head so <laughs> so be careful with motorcycling so i said okay. forget it i mean i'm driving hand okay. up my leather so to speak mm. but then i got a call from 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 uh, from from royal enfield that this rides happening <laughs> to uh, to everest base camp chomolungma chomolungma yes and i said dude i mean there's no way i can not go for the ride right. so i said yes i got my bike restored mm. my jacket wasn't fitting i got myself into shape put on my jacket and it was and ever since that that ride i'm back at motorcycle you know <laughs> i got the 650 i love it just now yeah. just now you know, i was i had the pan am with me i saw that harley davidson i pan saw am. that yeah so i was riding with promo and all that in fact when i in fact i went to pick it up in the i got it when he was there but i realized that to drop it back i don't need any orientation or thing mm. i can just drop it when the chokidar is there mm. so i so fucking 6 o'clock in the morning i left from here mm. drop it to go, to capital harley davidson which is 40 kilometers away mm. 30 kilometers away yeah put it in sports mode what a blast i had riding it down <laughs> the road was empty i had a blast down this road and then yeah. down the gurgaon road yeah it was beautiful 140 Wow, beautiful, beautiful wow. motorcycle. Yeah. So yeah, I hope to do lots more motorcycling in the future now. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they can get. They can get. Yes, <laughs> yes. More trips coming up. Oh, we're sure there will be many more trips, and perhaps the best is yet to come. You're on the long way home with Rishad Mehta, who's an avid traveler and a travel auto journalist as well. He's also authored three books, and he's not surprised that he finds his writing so influenced by authors like Wilbur Smith. We feel they live on forever through their work, and also inspire fans like uh, Rishad, who then take it forward and start writing themselves, and as in this case, even make a career out of it. Rishad met Wilbur Smith in Mumbai when he was last there on 21st November 2021, and if you go to his Instagram handle, which is at Rishad Mehta, you'll get to see the joy on his face standing next to Wilbur Smith, the legend. Well also making a trip for the very first time on a motorcycle after her marriage to Arpit Meyer is Pragya and we have the newly married pair sharing their my way from Jaisalmer if you're on a road trip feel free to send us voice notes like the Myers did and now let's go dune bashing to Jaisalmer with Arpit and his bride Pragya on my way Are you ready? Here we go. My way. Hi, my name is Arpit. This is Pragya reporting for Biker Radio broadcast from Jaisalmer. Yeah, we've been traveling all the way from Lucknow on a Harley 
It's a 1500 kilometer journey. We took a halt at Jaipur. The Jaisalmer fort is a beautiful fort. It's a living fort. We have also experienced the Sam Sand Dunes, the yes. desert safari and the camel ride. But unfortunately this time the weather is a bit cloudy, windy and it rained few days uh, back. So no sunsets this time. <laughs> But the whole place has its own vibe. The time stops the moment you visit every gully of the jaisalmer fort it takes you to some other dimension this is pragya's first uh, road trip and her first visit to rajasthan overall so the most challenging part about riding with a pillion is the luggage you have two bags one for the pillion and the other one for the rider plus you have a tank bag for add-ons traveling with the pillion you cannot go all out on a highway it's a different kind of experience for a person who has been traveling solo for a long time i would like to share with you all my first ever experience on a bike trip it was wonderful it was uh, very unexpected because i personally never expected that i'll be experiencing such kind of trip ever in my life the camel ride it was a complete different experience for me as at first i was really very scared later on i got used to it and then it was quite okay and the pakistan border was just 16 kilometers away from where we were the sand was very soft very fine very smooth and we got pictures clicked which are quite awesome that's the best part never in my life have i seen the camels the sunset like just going on with the flow like how the whole geography changes the curvy roads seeing the different cultures different people at times it was quite difficult or so sitting for hours on that seat sometimes i felt quite uneasy also but uh, we just took a halt and just uh, stretched out ourselves and then move along the biggest task for me was packing as it's winters we have a lot of things to carry i personally uh, have never seen like a girl traveling with her husband on a bike trip like it's not a very common thing for me uh, nor for my family as well traveling such a long distance so it was a big accomplishment for me as well I enjoyed a lot especially the uh, Aravalli hills it was beautiful like it was mesmerizing to the eyes it was beautiful like a dream come true a very memorable trip for me my way hi i'm uh, vijay parmar and you're listening to the biker radio broadcast Hi this is Rishad Mehta and this is the long way home I'm your man So I remember the uh I jumped out of an aeroplane at 10000 feet at 15000 feet and we are riding at 18 and a half 1000 feet yeah. yeah So where was that 15000 feet in New Zealand in New Zealand all my three drive <laughs> drive dies in fucking New Zealand okay two over Queenstown and one over uh Rotorua okay So your motorcycling is still on. Yes, it's still on. Back on. Back on. And and, uh, uh, and I, was, I I was scuba diver so Really? Mm. I scuba dive, I trek. I uh, what else do I do? 
I cook. Oh. So, ah, yeah, yeah. I love to cook. Ah, ah, yeah. So I talk to all these chefs on my travels. I go to these restaurants and ah, ah, right. So yeah, so I love doing stuff like that. I want to do a tour on just uh, food. Uh, but food only, but chefs who ride. It's chefs who ride. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what motorcycle do you ride? Twenty years now, I don't ride. Why? I got married. <laughs> fuck, 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 man! Come on, are you sure? Really, you don't ride? So here's the honest thing: I will do that, but it's not done as yet. All right. So I'm sitting at the cusp of it. But which one know? will you get if you get one? You know, that's the tough one. It's like asking which tattoo. Tattoo, yeah. Uh, do you have any tattoo? Yeah. No, I have no tattoo. Right. I'm not a big fan of tattoos. Right. I exactly. Just, I just. I mean. Exactly. It's like I don't know. How can how can something be so permanent on your skin? You know. Yeah. No. No. I have. I have. I have nothing. I, I mean, I've I've had girlfriends who got tattoos, very tasteful tattoos, and I find them quite attractive. How are the girlfriends? The girlfriends are so hot. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. But uh, who've had tattoos? Yeah. But uh, and they're quite attractive. Yeah. The tattoos and very tasteful and all that. But uh, somehow I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't find. Uh, I mean, if they're tastefully done, they're great. But I. I. I don't find. them appealing enough to have one put on me okay so no tattoos yeah uh, i probably will be getting mass you know what i, I i'm almost convinced. that close to the 650 i'm like kind of almost convinced that i want to get the 650 for all the right reasons yeah uh, but i oh, just don't know it's a great bike yeah, yeah. but then the 650 himalayan that is kind supposed of to come out. supposed to come out pata nahi kya hone wala hai so himalayan also is a great bike i mean Himalayan is a great bike. The I just went to Zanskar just now. Mm, in, in, really? Uh, yeah. In, so, uh, just now in in September we went for the Astral ride. Oh, you were on that? Yeah, I was. So I went to Zanskar with the Ford Endeavor in July. Then in October I went for the Astral ride. I went twice to Zanskar. Wow. Imagine that after my, I have not been to Ladakh yeah. since two thousand and four. Or 2004 was the last time I went to Ladakh. Right. 17 years later I went and I went twice this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So did uh, Vijay know that uh, you know your doc had told you not to? No, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. Okay. I, I, I. No, doctor told me not to ride. There's nothing wrong with the balance. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but but he 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 had kind of yeah, warned you that, that you don't yeah. want to take another knock on your head. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But that is my prerogative. No, right, it's not right. up to them. <laughs> no, I mean that is. That no, but it's uh, you know it's. Uh, uh, when you when you choosing a team to ride yes you know the considerations are really wide like yeah. who, who do we ask and who do we not ask yeah yeah but 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 i'm a good motorcyclist yes, i'm a good yeah. writer that's what they they ask me for they call me because because of the of the stories i could give them and so I did you write four stories oh, really? one ride yeah okay where one, do you read where do we get one to ride one was an autoka one one was in the hindu one was in uh, in uh, i think in uh where was another one autocar hindu one was in travel and leisure okay three stories Hi this is Rishad Mehta and this is the long way home
you've been probably riding all around the world you know at different places yeah yeah which is the which is the ride that you enjoyed the most or is that yet to come no the the ebc okay without doubt and it's not only the ride the ride was okay i mean i mean fucking the 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 ride was great because especially when you are in the tibetan plateau mm. you're riding like that okay your your oxygen saturation is all buggered because you're very high up and all around you are the 8000ers the shishapangama the everest the choyu the makalu all of them are on the right and there are times when you suddenly feel that that you're riding and suddenly you feel disconnected and you look down and you see yourself riding a motorcycle right yeah it's like that out of body kind of experience and i experienced wow. once or twice it's ethereal wow because of the cold and the the oxygen saturation going yeah. down see it's it's very it's very simple to go from 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 lay to khardungal and come back right you're just going then coming back you're you're continuously exposed you know, and yeah. the cold it's really cold biting cold yeah the, the drivers fan but more than that what made it most memorable is a group of guys i was riding yeah. with that is what made it that's what made the ride the ride it was another people who were just about okay it wouldn't have been it is the people that made the ride the, the way we gelled and we bonded and laughter there was no there was no there was no ego no one upmanship right. everyone's riding because yeah. they wanted to ride they didn't want to say i'm faster i can corner better i can go quicker uh, riding at the i like for example we were 10 of us riding mm. and we'd be stretched out on the tibetan plateau for 20 kilometers oh yeah one guy riding at his pace other guy riding stopping taking photographs one guy flying his drone you know just doing what they wanted to there was no pressure mm. we had to get there by evening okay right. we had about 8 hours to do 200 kilometers more than enough time so yeah that was a good ride then uh, other good ride i had i've ridden a the first time i rode a harley that was from queens glenorchy to cromwell in queenstown in in uh, new zealand south island okay that was a good ride then i did a motorcycle trip in kyrgyzstan oh fuck that was beautiful beautiful ds650 i think they were suzuki's or something like that it was beautiful off they were, they were hybrid bikes so on roaders plus off roaders right oh. up these rolling up canyons go wadi bashing go mountain climbing on the motorcycle still you go till the bike dies mm. and then tumbles down <laughs> till the snow and then that's good fun that was 2016 okay that was yeah that was 2016 that was my last bike ride after before my knock on the head so where did the knock on the head happen in bombay oh i was, I was looking this one walked into a tree dumb that's it that's it that's it that's it kya baat kar rahe ho yeah but it happened in february and this thing started headaches one started sometime in june july and all that so anyway long story i'm glad it's behind me and it's done yeah without any effects because my for two months my brain was compressed to about to 60% oh my god yeah pressure on the brain mm. yeah hi this is rishad mehta and you're listening to the biker radio broadcast listen 
connect and ride on it's just impossible 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 hi this is santosh bujekwa and you're listening to the bike radio broadcast so a lot of people um, you know who listen to the show are people who are aspiring to be somebody mm-hmm. you know and uh, obviously a lot of people have grown up reading your stuff um what do you say to people who are kind of just getting into the motorcycling space or the travel space mm-hmm. um an advice for the road probably i i mean i would say if you want to do something just do it you know don't don't look for <coughs> for i mean for example i know so many people who ask me that oh i want to travel and write i want i want to i want to get free holidays i mean the minute you say i want to go on a free holiday i mean all your reasons are wrong honestly the free holiday the free trips the the all expense paid trips are a, it's like product of your work i mean not to sound very high and mighty but you wouldn't you wouldn't go to work to your office because you're getting free coffee right no how would you react to that because yeah. you know a lot of uh, so, a lot of the younger lot today uh. um look at that as a possibility when they're choosing um you know because they're exposed to a lot of this uh, how should i say the influencer influencer right uh, you know yeah, phenomena i, I how, know how, i know but or if you want to become a travel writer you have to fucking know how to write first mm. if you can't string three sentences together mm. you can't say nahi mere ko jana hai and i will put it together from a press release but at the end of the day even the people who are consuming this content yeah. are um you know they're okay with this kind of mediocrity i know they are okay with so it so what do you have to say yeah, but the ho- I don't think they're okay with this kind of mediocrity. Okay. I think the people who are, are con- who are consuming it are consuming it like they'll consume it. But will someone who sees someone someone just jumping about on a beach in Maldives ever look at that look at that picture and immediately pick up the phone and book a trip to Maldives? They will know this oh wow. Wow, this beach looks nice. This bikini looks good. The food looks great. Mm. But that's it. He'll enjoy it and swipe to the next story. Right. That's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. But when so when when my like for example my Jeep videos, mm. okay, there was a content creation. My Jeep right. videos. I mean, I've had I've had people write to me after watching my Jeep videos, saying that saying that uh, we saw your videos and I've just bought my Jeep. Oh. I've booked my Jeep. So I, about seven people. I mean, I made six videos for them, and and if it sold seven Jeeps, I'm quite proud of what I did. Right. Now, like people tell me that oh, yeah. I was deciding what SUV to buy. Then I saw your video of the snow in Smithy, and uh, these places you went, and I booked myself a Jeep. I was inspired to book myself a Jeep. Wow. Then I've had people tell me that 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 in fact I've had had hotel had. uh for example captain sudar banjara he once told me that your story your story on sangla came out in jetwings i've had people get off the plane call me and book a holiday to sangla wow yeah because of what they read so 
that is what I say. That's the difference between media. I'm not saying that I'm very good. I'm not saying that all my stories get the kind of responses. But you should you should at least hook the person enough to make him consider going to this place. I think that's what my stories do. I'm talking. I'm talking about. about Obviously, you're hooked yourself, right? No, in um, the first place, you have to be immersed in that yourself. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about travel writing, right. not about. Instagram influencing all that. Right. That's a different ball game. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about travel writing. You know, yeah. where you have to have the knack of writing and stuff like that. You know, you can have many followers, right? You can have three hundred thousand followers. Mm. How many of those three hundred followers will be influenced mm. to use the product you're publicizing? Yeah. yeah. Or promoting? You know. Yeah. That's what I mean. So. Fucking London, okay. Mm. London has been done to death. Who does? Who doesn't know London? Mm. But if you're a good writer, <laughs> you will still, you will still go to London. Yeah. You'll find that story yeah. that will make a person who's been there twenty times want to go again to follow that story. Like Absolutely. for example, I went and did a story once in London when Sherlock, the movie Sherlock Holmes came out. Okay, I went and. This I said. These are the places you can you can still find Sherlock Holmes in. Yes. Like the places in his books that still exist. There's a place called Simpsons on the Strand okay. where he ate in the in a, a story called The Dying Detective. Yeah. So you can still go there. You can still order the same stuff that he ordered in the story. Mm-hmm. You can eat it. You can go to the Lyceum Theatre, the third pillar of the Lyceum Theatre, where 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 uh, John Watson met his wife Mary. Okay. Then you can still go to the To the offices of the Strand magazine or what right. magazine, where when he killed off Sherlock Holmes at the Reichenbach Falls in Germany, okay. people stood and protested. So you had to bring him back to oh, that when he killed him when he died in that battle with during that hand-to-hand fight with Doctor with Professor Mortimer, yeah. Moriarty, Professor Moriarty, Moriarty yeah. that time. So you know the the whole thing is to find the stories. Like for example, I went to. I went to the Netherlands and I did a story on the whole, the whole, the whole route of Operation Market Garden that right. was publicized in the movie *A Bridge Too Far* right. by Cornelis Rijn. Right. You know, stuff like that. So you have to have the interest, finding the right food, finding the right place. You can't just say go here, see this, see that, and come back. You know, mm. you've had, you have to have the hook. There has to be an overarching theme. You know, otherwise people think. This guy is just going and having fun on somebody else's money. What's the value in it? There's no mm. value. There has to be something that will make, that will inspire, entertain, and educate the reader, and make him want. Make so when he's when he's when he is when he is when if when he when when he or she is considering his next holiday, if he goes there, you've done your job well. Even if he considers, then you've done your job half well. You know. So what you're saying is basically you can still do it irrespective of the medium. Yeah, you can still do it, but you have to be good at what you do. Right. You have to have. You have to. Have, you should do it because you know you're good at it. You're good at photography. You're good at writing. You're good at chasing stories. You're good at telling people why they should go there. You're good at finding those hidden gems. You should not go there because I'll get to fly business class. I'll get to eat great food. I'll get to stay in a five star. All at somebody else's as else's expenses. That is the wrong reason to get into it. Right. The right reason is that you should know that you're bloody good at what you do. Right. That's why you should. That is the reason. I mean, I, I of course, I'll be dishonest if I say that I don't like flying business class. I don't like. Mm. I don't like five star hotels. They make me nervous. Mm. Honestly. Yeah. 
I I prefer those little Airbnbs, those little ones because there's so much lo- fucking local information, yes. man. Yeah. The the owner gives you and there's warmth. Warmth. You sh- check into a five star hotel in London. That's the, the most common thing. You check into a five star hotel in London. The receptionist is a Polish girl <laughs> uh, or a East European girl who's working there. Yeah. yeah. You know, unfortunately. When, but whereas when you check into yeah. when you check into when you check into a little bed and breakfast, although no, nothing wrong with that, nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, but but, but, but when it's you, it's when not. You check into a bed and breakfast. Yeah. In uh, in the country of England, the bustling old English lady is saying that hello, hello love, how are you? Would you like a would you like a cup of tea with a spot of milk? Yeah. You know, it makes you feel a connect to the place you are in. Okay. You know, I have nothing wrong with somebody else being right. there. Nothing wrong with that. There's, there's no nothing. Yeah. There's no racism involved over here. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that you, the connect yeah. is so much more, so much more, uh, more authentic. Uh, authentic. They will know the little local joints. Like for example, I was in York once, and I wanted to have calves liver. Okay. Okay. I, I love that calves liver, medium rare. Yeah. There's my BNB owner. She picked up the phone and she called up all the restaurants. Yeah. So she f- found a butcher who would take it to a restaurant, and she told the chef that my guest is coming, please cook it for him, even though it's another wow. menu. And she got it done for me. You know. Wow. I mean. Yeah. For, dude, for me that is service. You know, you can do whatever you want, but even if you're not good at it, your your goal should be to get better at it. To create good content to make, not just travel for the free stuff. That's what I'm telling you. Right. Right. I mean, see that the people who are investing you, investing on in you, get a great ROI. Right. That right. is the whole point. Don't right. don't just do it because, dude. I'll get to. Uh, I mean, people working in car magazine also. So many. They just they just they want to drive fancy cars, but it's not just enough driving. You should drive a car. You should hear when the car talks back to you. Mm. You should feel that this car is understeering, this car is oversteering, the suspension's off, the this is that. Just because the car is going fast doesn't make it a great car. Mm. There are cars when you're driving for hours, you start feeling a crick in your neck. The ergonomic, ergonomics is off. Mm. No, you've got to feel all those things. You've got to notice all those things. You've got to say, okay, the, this engine is reacting. The engine's balking at at six and a half thousand RPM. It's balking. It's not going quick, or uh, or there's a slight turbo lag when I shift down, mm. or uh, it is when I accelerate. For example, the Harrier when I was accelerating too hard on the corner, on the corner there was a tremendous torque steer. Right. Wow. Especially in the low gears, you know. Okay. So so either you coast around the corner, but if you're going hard, then you you better be prepared for the steering to fight you. Right. Right. You know, then it understeers. Right. And because the steering is the circum circum the The centrifugal force is pushing the steering outwards outside. when you're trying to turn it inside. Yeah. So you got to know all that, you know. It's just not, and then that's one aspect to it. You got to know all that. Then you got to write it down or communicate it so that your readers know, or your listeners know about it, or your viewers know about it. So you, these two are the absolute basics. Right. Just that, that. Oh, I love cars. I love to drive. I want to drive. That is not enough. Right. You know. And uh, the other thing, I correct me if I'm wrong here, is that uh, we all start off somewhere, and somewhere down the line, you realize that you're um, you're just not good enough, yeah. right? Oh. And it is important to arrive to that point where you acknowledge that you really don't know jack, mm. and there's a lot more to learn. Yeah, and so, I think the learning starts there. Yeah, so exactly. So either you start, either you swallow your 
So your pride and you start learning or you start doing something else. Right. I mean, you you can't you can't continuously be bad at something and saying that no this is what I want to do. No, you won't enjoy yourself. Mm. If you're not good at it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You won't enjoy yourself if you're not good at it. Right. I mean, it's great fun to drive, it's great fun to go on these trips, it's great fun to travel the world, but mm. the greater joy is when someone writes and tells you that i loved your videos or i loved the story you wrote yeah. i really enjoyed your writing it it like for example or the best comments i've got is from from people who have said that you made me feel like a tourist in my own city <laughs> i've lived here for 20 years okay when i wrote something about in a in a in a, about uh, about uh, honolulu in hawaii mm. this lady wrote to me and told me that i've lived here for 20 years but but I read your story and went and explored the Honolulu that you wrote about, and I'm surprised I have not seen. It was a refreshing change. Wow! Imagine that, yeah. you know, to makes a local feel like a tourist in their own city is is an achievement. This is the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen. connect right on hi this is rishad mehta and this is the long way home if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history mm. or from imagination or mm. even from contemporary times or even from the future who might that person be and why one is t lawrence Lawrence of Arabia he had a SS bro superior too yes i've seen that i've seen the bike that he crashed and died on in the imperial war museum is oh. there okay 19 1930s he died and i've also done the whole there's another story that i did i i didn't take a motorcycle unfortunately but i took a i took a Porsche 911 which is very close to the with convertible so wind in your hair yeah it's really wind in your hair because you don't need to wear a helmet right and i did i found this old route map where <laughs> where which retraced the in dorset the whole journey he was he was having a scene with lady aston i think okay so he was he had gone he had gone there okay and he was riding from clouds cottage he was riding back along a route and he he went over a crest okay and he hit he saw two boys on cycles and he tried to avoid them went through a fence hit his head and died oh lawrence of arabia t lawrence yeah so i traced the whole route I also found the small old marker. Now it's in the parking lot because because the road has changed. Uh-huh. Saying that at this spot on this day, uh, so and so, T. Lawrence crashed here and died two days later in the hospital. I found that. I found. The, I went to Moortown where he's buried. I went to the church where the service was held. Mm. I did that. So and that road is a beautiful road. Yeah, I'm sure. So I would have loved to. ride with him not of course not crash but i would have loved to ride with him on that road on a ss pro superior wow that's one guy second guy is a guy called uh, robert edison fulton all a right poet not poet not poet oh you have to hear the story robert edison fulton he was a 23 year old architecture or 22 year old architecture student in vienna in 1932 american okay. living in new york studying in vienna he was on his way home for the christmas holidays okay and his father 
His father had named him Edison because middle name Edison because father was a good friend of Thomas Alva Edison. <laughs> so father told him, "Instead of coming west, just taking the steamship home, why don't you come east, son? See the world and come." No. Oh wow. So instead of coming from London, he had from here I had come to London. Right. Instead of just crossing the Atlantic and coming home to New York, yeah. go the other way around. Like you know. Oh my God. Go the other way around. He thought maybe this guy will take trains and ships and all that. So at a dinner table in London, he said, "My father told me this," and and someone asked him that, "How are you going to do it?" He said, "On an impulse, I answered, 'I'm going to do it on a motorcycle.'" At that table was a man who had just developed a new motorcycle, Mr. Douglas. So he had developed the Douglas, the Douglas bike. So that's where so, it's coming from. So he, so he told him, he told uh, uh, Mr. Fulton, Robert Edison Fulton, "I will give you the motorcycle." Imagine, like for the trick of calling up and saying, "Will me motorcycle?" It happens, been happening for years. Oh. I will give you the motorcycle. He got the motorcycle, packed his luggage, and he took off. He wow. he started riding across Europe and all that, and and he rode all over the world. And he published a book in 1934 called "One Man Caravan." Wow. Okay, he got that book, and in that book he writes about how he went to Syria, Damascus, spent times in jails in Turkey because he was oh, he was there's no place to stay. Mm. And fucking Pakna, that time there's no Pakistan. Mm. Khyber Pass, mm. Gilgit, <laughs> Gilgit, mm. then Gilgit, uh, yeah, Srinagar, Kashmir, came down to really? stayed, spent time with the Maharana of Udaipur, stayed there as his guest. Came to Bombay, had money wired to him. Stayed at the Taj Mahal Hotel. <laughs> He writes that Bombay was was a oasis, the best. Imagine comparing Bombay. He says, and this man has ridden across Europe, right? But still, he says the Taj was the most comfortable hotel I stayed in on all my travels. I mean, Jamshedji Tata must be saying, "Ah, Murray Hotel." Yeah. You know, I mean, he must have been somebody must have been rejoicing in heaven. Yes, that way. Is and it still is one of the best hotels in the world, the Taj Mahal in Bombay. Anyway, so then he rode across to Calcutta. There he says that the fucking the road from Bombay to Calcutta was much is much better than the interstates in uh, the US. Of course, that was 1930s. Mm. Then then Dwight D Eisenhower went to Germany, saw the autobahn, and started the interstate programs. That's why the interstates in the US are nice now. But that mm. was all to, still to come. And then he from there he went to Siam. Then he went to ah. then he went from there to San Francisco. He crossed across. He rode, rode across San Francisco to New York. One and a half years later, arrived in New York, and he wrote the book. Nineteen ninety nine. I read the book. Okay. Because I was. You read the book. Read that, the, that was going to be my question. Yeah, I read the book. Nineteen ninety nine. Because I was researching. I I had this plan about. Riding from Bombay to London always, though yeah. I did it in the reverse from Munich to Bombay. Yeah. But it was a dream that manifested itself mm. in a different way. But it was my dream since I was in my twenties. Okay, mm. so I just wanted to do this ride. So I was researching the stuff. I read. I was fascinated by the book. Mm. I wrote to the publishers, mm. saying that can I have his phone number or address? Then mm. he can't give you that. But we can forward your letter to him. Okay. And they forwarded the letter, and and. In, In February two thousand and one, I got a handwritten letter from him. Wow! From Tom, from Robert Edison Fulton. Wow! And he answered my question. He wrote me, "How is Bombay? How is the Taj Mahal Hotel?" Wow! Right, and stuff like that. And then he died. He died in two thousand three, I think. Okay. But I still have the letter. It's a prized possession. Wow! So I would like to ride with him, but the story doesn't end over there. Okay. It goes on. 
2010, I was in Mexico, mm. test driving the SLS AMG, the Mercedes Benz SLS AMG. Yes. Now the reason why they call us to Mexico to test drive it is because the SL 300, the spiritual predecessor of the SL 300 SLS AMG, had won its greatest victories in the Mexico Pan Americana in 1953. Okay. And one of the drivers who had taken part in the race was there, John Cooper Fitch. Okay. I was fascinated because I had this whole thing about Second World War and all that. And John Cooper Fitch is credited being being the first Mustang pilot, the first pilot to shoot to shoot. The, he's been he's the pilot to have shot down the first ever Messerschmitt Me 262, oh. the world's first jet engine fighter, Schwalbe. He shot it down. He was the first guy. He shot it down on November 18, 1944, the day my mother was born. Ooh. He shot it down then. I've seen that plane in the in the RF museum in Hyden Park. the The plane he shot down is there. Okay, that. So he was there. He was there, and then then of course he became a race driver, racing for the Germans after trying to shoot them out of the sky. He was also a prisoner of war in 1945. In January 1945, he was a prisoner of war in Germany. Okay. This man was there, the first person I'd met who'd experienced the war. Connect. So all the other journalists, all ah, ah, fucking car, car, car. I said, man, this dude is here. I started right. talking to him. They told me also, Richard, don't get too excited. He's 92. He might blow a valve. No, so be careful. Right. Don't excite him too much. Yeah. But he asked that Richard, I want this gentleman from India to sit next to me for dinner. Oh, we were talking, talking, talking. He was his short-term memory was all short, mm. but his long-term memory was phenomenal. With it was with fork and knife and pieces of butter, you were showing me the dog flight, explaining stuff, explaining about how that old SLS was to drive. You know, right? That, these new cars are all this ABS, ESC, you know, yeah. or plethora of electronics. But the old cars are pure mechanical, wild. Right. I mean, you tame me, or I'll kill you that yeah. way. So that he was talking about that, and. Uh, And I just happened to tell him about this Robert Edison Fulton. Hmm. He dropped his fork. The tears, sorry, yeah. he dropped his fork. There were tears in his eyes. He said he was my best friend. What are you saying? Yeah, and imagine you and I when we talk, or when I met met uh, Harsh or Parakram just now. They said, "Okay, send us a Google location. We will meet here. Hmm. We will meet here, and we will ride together. So we meet on the corner of the street. These two are pilots. So they say." I will meet you thirty thousand feet over Connecticut, oh and they meet God. over there, waggle their wings, and they go for a flyby. He said we used to we used to fly together all the time. He had a Mustang, I had a Mustang, and we used to fly together all the time in the sixties and seventies. I mean, these two and these two men. What I'm saying is that all of them, they've they've been shot at in the plane, race fast cars, smoke, drink, cheated death. They all bloody lived to ninety two, ninety three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've lived giants who've lived full lives. They've lived their lives. I mean they've they've courted death. You know, if death was a woman, they've seduced her so often, but still they've walked away from her. Right. You know, I mean imagine going on a, in a dog fight in the skies uh, with planes coming at you, especially a especially a Schwalbe, which is which can go six hundred miles per hour. Your plane can go only six, can only go three fifty miles an hour. Imagine. Taking that guy on and shooting him down, so I would have liked to ridden with this John Edison Fulton. Wow. Regrets, I've had a few. Then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, and 
sowing through without exemption. I plan each out of course, each careful step along the byway. But more, much more than this, I did it my way. And what do you think about? the biker radio broadcast i mean this is oh, the it's only lovely experience. it's lovely i mean Did you have a good time yeah very nice it was good it was just chatting with friends you know it was no no it's not solemn it's quite it's a lot of fun prashad mehta thank you so much for being on the biker radio broadcast oh, and on the long way home my pleasure and ride on ride safe don't drink and ride and always wear your helmet yes it was my Most of our critics have modeled themselves on a Jeremy Clarkson or a Chris Harris and a few of the unfortunate ones on a Rajiv Masand who in turn has grown up watching BBC's Barry Norman perhaps Rishad Mehta's interviews are insightful well measured and original so go check out his YouTube channel at Rishad Mehta to sample some of his newer content and videos He's been a prolific features writer in the travel and auto journal magazines around India, catering to a very discerning audience. Well, if you're on a flight right now, and uh, we wouldn't be surprised if he's the author of one of those destination articles, stories that make you want to get out and get on the road. It's a wrap here on the 78th episode of the Long Way Home on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Bittersweet and little sour. I'm Shandy, and thank you for hanging out with us for another hour. We'll be back with another exciting interview with another writer, mechanic, or builder. Until then, be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. Thank you, Rishad Mehta, Clifton Shipway, Jotsna, Arpit, and Pragya Meyer. And last but not the least, you for tuning in again. Listen, connect, ride on. 